You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. So without further ado, let's hit the road! So welcome to episode 10! At today's episode, we're going to be talking about Cairo. So we've been on the road now for almost two months and we've covered 6,150 miles so far. On today's episode, we'll be covering another 375 miles. Now, of course, Cairo is renowned for their pyramids, the Giza pyramids and also Saqqara pyramids. So before we get on the road again, let's... um just uh, have a little look at my podcast journey, which I've also invited you along for. So the top five countries this week is Canada, USA, UK, France, and we got a tie for fifth, Poland, new entry. <laughs> well done. And I love pierogies. Just want to say that. <laughs> uh, tied with Ireland. So, but just thank you to all my listeners uh, across the globe. You guys rock and obviously have great taste. <laughs> uh, and another little milestone, well, little milestone, I guess, for me, I would love to get uh, listeners from 76 countries, since that's how many countries I've been to. And as of today, September 16th, I have 33 countries. So that is awesome. Almost halfway there. Uh, and uh, to this week's review, so make sure you guys leave your reviews on Apple or Stitcher for Android, and I'll give you a shout out every week. So this week review, this week's review is titled, We Need More Tomorrows. <laughs> Five star. Inspiring and interesting. Showing and telling women there's a huge wide world out there. Go see it. Don't be afraid. Loving this podcast. And that is coming from Lady Bex DJ in the house. Thank you so much. You rock as well. <laughs> okay, so let's get on the road. Last episode, uh, I was coming from St. Catherine's Monastery in the Sinai, Sinai part of Egypt. And it was about a six-hour bus journey to Cairo. Now, if you didn't catch the last episode, we've been up since three in the morning to climb Mount Sinai, which is otherwise known as Mount Moses. So you might want to catch that episode. Or if this is your first episode, I, you know, I'd recommend starting with episode one so you can come on the whole 30,000-mile journey from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. And also remember, this is back in 1993, so no internet. <laughs> mobile phones, Google Maps, and none of that. You're on your own. But the good news is now that we're finally in Africa, we finally have a guidebook because <laughs> we only have the one for Africa. So that's helpful <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so we got to Cairo that evening and we just found a cheap hotel, which was probably in the guidebook. And I will tell you you know, whether it be back then, or but most of the places to stay or restaurants that Lonely Planet <laughs> recommended, I would say 80% 
not great. <laughs> and it tended to be the ones that they didn't recommend were good. So I don't know what happened, but I mean, no disrespect to Lonely Planet. They are great. But on this trip, particularly, I we used to do the opposite of what they said. Their maps were still awesome. And, you know, at least we could get a location of where cheap hotels were and, and things like that. So it was it was definitely a lot easier than the, the two months prior coming through Europe in the Middle East without any guidebook. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so our first night in Cairo found pretty much a crappy hotel, uh, but we were so tired. Like I said, we've been up since three in the morning. So we just went to this restaurant called Falafels, recommended, <laughs> uh, which was okay. And I, it was the first time I ever had falafels, so that was good, but um, it was really expensive. So anyways, we just ended up crashing that night exhausted. So now we're on March 15th. Uh, sorry, March 16th, we decided to move hotels and we found a really great place called Select Hotel. I'm not sure if it's still around, uh, but it, and it was the first time I'd stayed in dorms. Uh, so it was separated between girls and boys. But it was great. It was like $3 and that also got you breakfast. Super. <laughs> and back then, so when I talk about Egyptian pounds, so it's Egyptian pounds and it was about 3 Point three Egyptian pounds to US dollar. Well, now it's like 2020, it's six, almost 16 Egyptian pounds to the dollar. Because in 2011, that was when they had big Egyptian revolution. So tourism has, has kind of dwindled since 2011. I think it's, well, obviously now COVID. <laughs> Tourism's dwindled everywhere. Uh, but I def, you know, I recommend Egypt. Uh, there's so much, especially for like archaeological, like archaeologic stuff. <laughs> it's the place to be, really. Okay, so the morning of the on the sixteenth, uh, we head over to the Canadian embassy because we need to get a letter of recommendation. Another one of those, like we had to do in Turkey for Syria. Another ten dollars, uh, and then we headed out to the Sudan Sudanese embassy to try and get a visa. Now we had kind of met a few people who said it was very difficult to get a Sudanese visa and might not even happen. So we were like, oh God. So we get to the embassy and we had to fill out five forms, <laughs> give five passport photos, and then $50 US if we get it. Of course, very helpfully, they were like, well, come back in a, you know, a week or two weeks to check. Couldn't even call them. So, okay. So then on our, uh, so we left the embassy, we're in a taxi and uh, we found this really sweet little local cafe and all they sold, they just sold one thing and it was called koshery and koshery is delicious <laughs> for one. For two, it's the, I guess one of the Egyptians local dishes, if not the main dish. And it's, it's made up of, uh, there's macaroni in there and, um, chickpeas and spiced lentils and savory rice and vegetables. And it's, there's like a tomato vinegary sauce on top. It's so good. So we got one of those rice pudding for dessert and a drink and it was under less than $1. <laughs> and it was, you know, super filling, delicious. On our way to, in the taxi f to that cafe, we heard this huge explosion about sound like two to three blocks away from where we were. And then we see all these people running and we're like, oh my God, that sounded like a bomb. 
of course, no internet. And we didn't have access to English radio or TV at the time at the hostel. There was none of that. So we didn't know, but we kind of guessed that it was a bomb. Well, the next morning we found out, yes, it was. And it was in the Egyptian Museum parking lot. And someone had put a bomb in the luggage compartment in one of the buses. And it blew out all of the windows in five buses. Luckily, there, was, there wasn't any casualties or injuries. Uh, but I guess that was the second bomb in two weeks in Cairo that had gone off. Like I said, it was only about a couple blocks from where we were at the time. So it was, it was a little alarming, to say the least. Uh, so after Kushri, we went back to, uh, to back to the select hotel and our Dutch friends who we'd met at Petra Jordan, Hank and Miriam, they'd showed up, which was cool. So we just ended up chatting to them and then they, they're like, oh, we really want to go to Falafel's restaurant where we'd just been the night before. So we ended up going again. Great. I had some awesome tahini, uh, which is like a sesame seed paste, I guess. And yeah, super good, but like it's a little bit expensive, especially after our less than a dollar <laughs> kosher meals. <laughs> yeah, they'd end up just crashing that night. So the 17th, which was our two month anniversary of hitting the road, we is my friend Casey, who I left with, and um, we traveled together for a few months before he bailed. <laughs> so we decided, we heard that we could get, because I was 23, well, we were both 23 at the time, but we'd heard through the grapevine, and when there's a budget and save money traveling, I will find it. <laughs> so I'll be sharing all like, you know, whatever little tips I find uh, on to you how to save money. So we had so been told that you could get a student card, like an international student card from the, weirdly enough, from the Cairo University Hospital. Because obviously we weren't students anymore. <laughs> and because it's great in Egypt, because literally everything's half price if you have a student card. Uh, so I definitely, you know, recommend getting one of those now through ISIC, it's called International Student Card. Yeah, so everything's 50%. I think that even included the trains as well. Us, uh, me and Casey and the Dutch couple, we went to the, the hospital, but of course we needed some money. So we left them there and then we went to, Casey and I went to, to a bank. Now on the way to find a bank, because remember, no ATMs, <laughs> uh, we met this local guy, Ali, and he, you know, he seemed nice and he, he took us to the, to the bank he's like oh this is the one that has the best exchanges that should seem to be true and then he said um so we're chatting to him and then he turned to Kay like i'm right there <laughs> chatted to turned to casey and said oh are you two married and we're like no 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 although i did say from that point on that we were <laughs> and i actually brought my great grandma's wedding ring and i used to wear that not that it really mattered in egypt let me tell you but at that point, we said, no. And he's like, so Ali said to Casey, right in front of me, well, I will give you a thousand camels and one and a half kilos of bananas for her to be my wife. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hello, <laughs> I'm right here. And uh, no, of course, Casey's like, sure, that sounds great. <laughs> so then Ali invited us around. Uh, it was also a weird Egypt during Ramadan, which is the, the big, Muslim holiday, uh, which is a month long, and they fast from I think it's four or five in the morning till six p.m. at night. So at six p.m. night, they have their breakfast, 
So yeah, so Ali invited us to with his you know to join him with his family for breakfast at six p.m. Now after my you know his proposal to me, I was a little bit dubious. We were, we were both a bit suspicious what he wanted, right? But we're like, okay, we'll let you know. Give us the address, and we we might see you later. Okay, so we go back to the hotel, and our mate Duncan was there. He was an English guy we met in Nueva, Egypt. So the five, so, and then the Dutch couple were there. So the five of us, we told them about Ali's invitation. So the five of us end up going to Ali's uh, place to eat breakfast. And it, and it was so crazy. Like, and Cairo is huge. I mean, Cairo is like, it was founded in 969 AD. And there's over 20 million people that live in Cairo and the outskirts. So it's, it's one of the biggest cities in the world. And it's, yeah, full on, you know, noise and sights and colors and, smells and you know it's a full-on big city so we get to his like his dad's shop they had a little store and yeah they just 6 p.m everyone shutters their their shops and throws out this like mat on the sidewalk <laughs> and you know the mother there and sisters bring out the food and you just sit communally and and, and eat from you know with your hands from the the communal dishes of food uh, there was fool which is really good if it's done properly it's delicious it's like a, a bean dish and then there's rice and salad and bread uh, and yeah his family was lovely we chatted to them for a while like i said there's five of us there but they're always very honored to have westerners you know dine with them or into their homes and and like i said in other episodes you know muslim people are the probably the most generous and kind people that I've met throughout my 30 years of traveling. Uh, yeah, so after that, we, uh, we decided we were going to go, because in one of the pa major pastimes in Cairo, in, in the cafes, because drinking back then especially wasn't huge, like drinking alcohol. So a lot of them are just cafes, and you just play backgammon, and you get the water pipes, the shisha pipes. And then you can get flavored different, uh, different flavored tobacco in there. And I hadn't, I had started smoking some marijuana for the first time ever a couple of weeks before. Still wasn't getting stoned off of it though. But I never smoked tobacco before, so we tried these uh, the shisha pipes. And uh, uh, the first one we tried was honey flavored. And you wouldn't, you'd even know you were smoking. <laughs> like I'd be talking and smoke would be coming out of my mouth. And I, was, I didn't even feel that. But I would get a really big buzz off the, the nicotine high. Like I felt more stoned off tobacco than I did with marijuana <laughs> for quite a while. And then you just play backgammon and it's great. And loads of, you know, endless cups of tea. And yeah, it's really, I really, I dug that kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, so I, that was it. Oh, and we were... We really wanted to call home because of we found out about the bombs. So we had to wait up, up till about 12.30 at night for the, the time difference. Because the, the day before, we had looked around to try and phone home, and we just got it. We couldn't find anywhere. So the, the next night at midnight, we, we found somewhere where we could buy a, a phone card. So I think it was like $6.50 American for 90 seconds. <laughs> so I got hold of my mom, and Casey phoned his mom. Uh, of course, my mom answered, and she's like super surprised because we hadn't spoke. I hadn't spoken to my like anyone from home for five weeks at this point. Yeah, I'm bad. And th so what you do is you just 
you give the hotel the phone number and then my mom would come back at the hotel in like half an hour by some you know give me some time to get back to the hotel so she did that we chatted for about 20 minutes and everyone was good back home which was nice and i don't also and she had heard about the bombs <laughs> so I'm, but she didn't know where the hell we were in the world so wasn't too worried because she didn't know we were in Cairo <laughs> but obviously worried because she didn't know where the hell we were <laughs> so anyways but it was fine and that day I had uh, gone to the post restaurant and had got a letter from her too because that was another thing the only way you could get you know no emails <laughs> no Facebook or anything like that so the only way he could get stuff from home is send it to a post restaurant like your name in care of post restaurant Cairo Egypt that's that's it or Nairobi Kenya and kind of guess when you might be there to tell people back home when to write to you. Because, you know, I was sending postcards to all my friends and family. And then just hope you're it gets there before you get there. And it's actually there. <laughs> it was, yeah. But it was great getting letters. And then I think that was the first post restaurant we had told people of Cairo. Um, but like I said, I had one for my mom. So that was nice. Everyone, you know, everyone was calmed down. Like, we knew... They knew we were safe and we knew everything was fine at home. So the next day, which is the 18th, Casey finally bought a camera because if you listen to the Athens episode, after we got busted by the Greek, Greek cops, <laughs> whether they took it or not, I don't know, but he lost his camera um, on that ferry with a few other things. So he finally bought uh, a new camera for about, I think it was about 70 bucks. Not a great one, but I had the good camera. And then we decided to head out to the Egyptian Museum, which is the biggest muse like archaeological museum in the world. And it was built in 1897. And it is, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> huge! Uh, so if you only have a couple hours there, definitely go to the, it's like the Royal Mummies Exhibition. And that's like includes King Tut's stuff <laughs> that you know it had it, it the king tut the very famous king tut's mask and his inner sarcophagus which weighed 161 kilos of gold pure gold and then inside there was 143 pieces of jewelry that were like either intertwined in his bandages you know wrapped like a mummy right or on top of his body just for one pharaoh <laughs> But yes, definitely recommend that. And they also have pieces like dating back. I mean, King Tut's 3,000 years old, but they also have pieces that dating back like 4,500, 4,700 years old. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to go to and the, the Egyptian Museum. And they're actually building a new one, which should have been open in 2020, but because of COVID and everything, so it'll probably be 2021. And they're building that... So that's called, uh, for short, GEM, but it's the, the new Egyptian museum. And that's going to be built right on the Giza Plateau. So right near the Giza pyramids. Yeah, so there's over 100,000 pieces of Egyptian archaeology in the museum. You definitely have to go there. So after about a couple hours, we went to, and we used our student card, so half price. <laughs> Yeah, so then we went to the, well, we grabbed some more koshery for lunch, of course. You'll, you find those all over the place that just, just specialize in that. And that's pretty much all they sell, maybe like rice pudding for dessert, something like that. Um, and salabs. You must try salabs as well. It's a drink. Delicious. It's 
kind of like warm milk, but it has coconut in there and spices and nuts and raisins and delish. So after our lunch, we went to the Kanhal Khalil Bazaar, which is one of the oldest bazaars maybe in the world. It's like from 1400 AD. And it's also across from Al-Azhar Mosque, which that's from 992 AD. And it has the oldest university in the world there. The market now, I mean, 93, it wasn't too bad, but I guess now it's just full of tourist, you know, stuff to sell, like tat. I call it tourist tat. <laughs> but back then there was, uh, you know, wasn't quite as touristy. And I ended up buying a red and white um, headscarf that you know, you see most Arab men wear, but it's, you know, multi-purpose. So I, I, that's the only thing I bought uh, that day there. But it is packed, packed, and there's lots of side alleys, and yeah, it's it was pretty full on craziness, and you're just getting you're getting harassed quite a lot because there wasn't a whole lot of Westerners there uh, at the time. We left there, and I was feeling quite exhausted, <laughs> and I think I'd Casey been offered a couple more uh, marriage offers too for me, <laughs> which I was just ignoring and kept walking. So he was uh, ahead of me a bit looking at uh, I think pipes <laughs> and so you know it's like you know middle of the afternoon hot sunny day and you know, I was dressed appropriately definitely at least a t-shirt and, and long trousers on so as I'm walking down the street three guys were walking the other way and one guy just reached out and grabbed my ass like properly grabbed my ass well I had it <laughs> So I just turned around, kind of grabbed him by the shoulder and just started yelling at him. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Who do you think you are? Like, if you did that to a Muslim woman, her family would kill you, man. Like, don't do that. Just because, you know, I have lighter skin. It's not cool. And he ended up pushing me. And there's three of them. And there, the one guy who I was arguing with, like, he was over six foot. And I, like, smacked him <laughs> kind of across the chest with my scarf because it was still in the packaging. And then he pushed me again. By this point, there's about 100 people around us. And I just thought, okay, I know that some people will be able to speak English. So I kept saying what he had done and how wrong it is to do that to a woman. So now it's a spectacle. Well, when he pushed me again, I literally just clocked him like as hard as I could on my tiptoes because he was tall. Just punched him right in the face. <laughs> His head snapped back and he was pissed. And there's like three of them. Casey's oblivious completely. So I'm on my own. But now women are around and they start saying in Arabic what he's done. So now they're kind of having to go at him. And I just knew I got to get out of here before this escalates even more so. So I, I kind of, you know, quite almost run, <laughs> run ahead. Casey's like, oh, what do you think about this? I'm like, Casey, we got to go now. Like, get in a taxi. Otherwise, they're going to kick your ass. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, do you see all those people back there? Well, just get in the taxi. I'll explain in the taxi. Like, we got to go now. <laughs> so we get in the taxi. I tell him what it happened. He's like, oh, my God. Are you all right? So I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for your help, buddy. <laughs> oh, so that was pretty crazy. But I do say for for... And, ha and that's the one drawback of Egypt. Even now, of all the countries I've been to, Egypt was the worst for, like, her, you know, sexual or women harassment by far. Even local women <laughs> agree. So that's definitely a downside you have to be careful about. But if that does happen, yeah, make a scene. You might have to punch him in the face, but 
kick him in the balls. I don't care. Like just make scenes so other people will hear about it because it is. If he would have done that to a Muslim woman, it's not cool at all. Uh, so there's no reason to be able to be think you can do that to any woman from anywhere. Anyway, it's a little bit heated up. <laughs> Then we ended up going from there. We went to Ali's, back to Ali's for din for breakfast again with his family, which were not, you know, that's what I mean. nice people. It was, it was very cool. And yeah, just back to the hotel and chatted with our friends for the night. As this episode's a little bit long, I decided to split it into two episodes. So to hear about the pyramids, just tune into Cairo Part 2. And don't worry, you don't have to wait till next Thursday to hear that. It should be up there when this one is. Okay, uh, and of course, as always, you can get more info on my website, manyroadstravel.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave your reviews so you don't miss an episode along the way. Okay, until next time, safe travels, one road at a time.